Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi! Hi! Welcome to the Poor Charles 411, all about Carly and Franco. There was a lot of stuff going on during this time that I forgot all happened at that same time. Me too. It was really difficult to stay on track. Good, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that had that problem. I only watched... So we both watched YouTube and we'll put the playlists and the uh, show notes and everything. But it was difficult because they only showed, it was kind of like how I did with Dante, where they only showed when he was in the scene. Mm -hmm. So if, well, I guess with Dante, it didn't really matter, but they only showed Carly and Franco together, which you still got a lot of information out of. But like if she was off talking to somebody else about Franco, you know, we didn't see that. Right. Or I didn't see it, um, at least in mine. So some things I had to do a little extra digging just because I was like, but, but what happened there? <laughs> yeah. Know? Nope. I had the same okay. problem. The first playlist that I watched was just the two of them. But like you said, there was too much side story that played into it a little bit. So then I watched the longer playlist, but then I got lost in that storyline that you got to see. So I was, one, I was the one that pushed back recording for today because okay. I was lost in YouTube land. So I watched 2013. You watched 2014. Nice, even splittish. Yep. So Carly and Franco's ship name was Cranko. I wonder who came up with that. I don't know. Maybe not supposed to like it because. But I mean, like, Fraley? Right. Fraley? Like, it, either way, it's Anything not a... cuter than that. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't. Frankeline? Because Caroline? Yeah. But never, the only person that calls her Caroline is Luke. So. Yeah. So I don't know. But in 2013, I added a little bit of extra introductory. Okay. So we didn't have anything to read from this, too, because even both of their Wikipedias, it's like a two-sentence. Right. They were together. Yeah, but they were actually together for over a year. Mm -hmm. And as we saw on one of the recaps, which week was it even on? But they talked about Carly and Franco not getting married. So I don't remember. You know, they kind of made it, you know? Yeah. In a significant relationship. But Carly and Todd Manning had been in a relationship until the character had to leave in April 2013 because the whole one life to live thing. So I like Laura Wright and Roger Howarth together. Like, I love their chemistry. How did she remember to call him Franco? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't even. I don't even know. But, like, I love the two of them together. So I think that what they tried to do was obviously when he came back as Franco, 
keep their chemistry going mm-hmm. and have her fall in love with him, even though it's Franco. Yes. I think their chemistry was good. Mm-hmm. That was something you never really questioned. No, not at all. And it was kind of like how Sam was with McBain. And then when he came back as Silas, they're like, okay, two of them have chemistry. Let's keep it going. Yeah. But so Franco first came and that was May. Yeah, because it was like May or June or something. Mm-hmm. And I did not put dates, I don't think, in any of my notes. When Franco first came back, he actually apologized for what he had done to Michael because he's kind of to blame for Michael getting raped in Mm -hmm. prison. Carly had actually ordered a hit on Franco and he was coordinating it. She was coordinating it with Sean that he would be able to have access through the hotel. Like she would shut off the cameras. He would have clear point from the room onto the terrace at the Metro court. And this is when Olivia was having her visions Mm. and she envisioned Sonny was getting shot and Sonny had gone out because he had originally ordered the hit, but then he called it off. But then Carly called Sean and was like, the hit's back on. Here's blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So Sonny comes out and he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, you don't, you don't get to do my hits. And then Olivia ran out onto the terrace and she winds up being the one shot because Sean had already pulled the trigger and Franco figured out that the bullet was meant for him. And he calls Carly out on trying to have him killed. And he kind of held it over her head for a little while. And in July, Carly talked to Franco out of throwing Danny off the footbridge by calling him Jason, because this is when Franco thought that he was Jason. Like he was having like all those yep mental flashbacks. Like he was... He also was having delusions. That's it. Delusions. Okay. Because he was also talking to himself about, like, he saw himself saying, like, go ahead, you know, you know, the, the world would basically be better off without you. And so because Danny is Jason's son, he figured that he would just end the cycle and get rid of both of them. So Carly talked him down and talks to Franco about how his tumor is altering his behavior. And she also talked him out of shooting himself because, like, once they got Danny off the footbridge tried to shoot himself and she talked him off of that and then carly actually winds up holding a weeping franco but the whole time that she's talking to him as jason Mm -hmm. she's like i love you jason you know all this so then you know he kind of remembers that she's saying i love you and then carly was at the hospital waiting for franco after his tumor removal surgery like she stayed there and she sat by him while he was unconscious and was there when he woke up and then on the roof of the hospital they just all go to the roof You would think they would know to lock that by now. I know. Franco and Carly have a heart-to-heart about his not being the same man that he was and about his redemption. And once Franco was able to be discharged from the hospital, he was immediately taken to court to stand trial for all of the murders. He was actually represented by Diane, who then pulled out his tumor to to reveal the real culprit. That was so gross. It was so gross. (laughs) And we get into deeper detail about this in the Franco episode we did in the fall, but... Carly actually accompanied him to trial and offered to be a witness when the prosecutor was like, but what about the victims? Cause Diane's trying to get him off saying this is the real culprit was the tumor. Now the tumor's not there. So now he's not going to do it. And the DA's like, he said, but what about the victims and their families? They deserve their day in court. And Carly stands up and is like, I can be that person. And she says that she has noticed a positive change since the surgery. And she talked about the pain that he had inflicted on her and her family, but the judge asked her if she would trust him around her kids, and she said no, but then talked about how even before the tumor removal, she saw changes happening, and she says that she's still really confused if it's real, if it's a game, or if he really changed, but basically said he at least deserves a shot at, right? you know, let's see if this tumor thing plays out, I guess. So then Franco tells Carly that he has feelings for her, and she stood by him, literally talked him off a ledge twice, 
Because that's what also he was doing up on the roof. Of course. Mm -hmm. And he really wants her to believe in him. And then on September 13th, 2013, Franco invites Carly to spend his birthday with him, especially since it's also Jason's birthday. How do you remember this, Shannon? Because it's my birthday. (laughs) And it's Roger Howard's birthday. Oh, that's cool. So that's really fun. And I think I just spit on you. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Jason's actual day of birth, you know. And at the time, they thought that Franco and Jason were twins. Right. Because they're not now. It's Jason and Drew. (laughs) But they have a tiny cake. He says, happy birthday, Jason. And she says, happy birthday, Franco. But she says it with like those sweet eyes, like happy birthday, Franco. But I actually wrote down, fun fact, September 13th is actually Roger Howard's birthday and mine. And then Heather Weber winds up finding him and she stepped, she found him at the hotel and had him go get her a BLT from Kelly's because woman is obsessed with bacon, lettuce, tomato. Yes. Felix and Carly were outside of his room ready to break in when Franco came back and confirms that there is a woman in his room. Carly gets upset with how quickly he had someone else in his room after she left and tells him that he'll never have her. Because, I mean, they were starting to get, like, a little bit, like, googly eyes at each other. Mm -hmm. Then Franco talks Carly out of killing Ava after finding her in bed with Morgan. Franco seemingly flirts with her and says he knows that how she can get rid of all the rage and anger. And, like, it was actually kind of getting really hot. Mm. And the next scene is when he's putting down drop cloths and Carly is hesitant to believe that arts and crafts will help... will help her with her rage because he was encouraging her to paint. Yes. And then she's like, but I want to slaughter Ava. And he said, fine, slaughter the canvas. Picture the face you're angry with and explode it with paint. She then threw the paint on Franco and started freaking out on him that Ava wouldn't even be here if he hadn't come back. Mm. So yeah, she starts painting the canvas angrily, still venting. And as she's turning around, like, and you really think that this is supposed to make things better And as she turns around to say that, he has his shirt off and is cleaning up the paint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good distraction. Yep. So she continues her vent about how she started to care about him and there's another woman in his room. He tells her that the other woman meant nothing, but she does, and he kissed her. But then she says that she can't make this mistake with him, and he says the mistake would be leaving, but she leaves the room visibly upset. And I want to know what happened to Carly's painting. Because she was actually painting something. So mm -hmm. it was just a bunch of red lines. But I don't know. Carly goes to kick Ava out and finds Franco. So I guess she was staying in the Metro Court then too. And Franco shows her all the art that he's been working on and will sell to pay his bill. No, sorry. I did not mean to air quote there. You did not hear the air quote, but Amanda (laughs) saw it. He has been working on to sell art because he's jobless. He needs to pay his... Carly's been letting him stay at the Metro Court for free too. Mm -hmm. So... Carly taunts Franco by flaunting that she's having a date with Derek Wells, who we now know is Julian. Totally forgot. Yep. I had that same problem. <laughs> that Because I'm watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. Okay. Who is, according to her, an upstanding member of society. Oh, the oh things we know yes. now. Yikes. So Franco goes to Derek and asks him not to go to dinner with Carly because they have feelings for each other, but it's complicated. Trying to make Carly jealous, Franco took Diane to dinner at the Metro Court, Mm -hmm. and he offers Diane 10% of his next show to go along with it, and he kisses her. Diane does go along with it, and Carly flips out asking them what's going on. So then Carly goes back over to Derek, and she pulls him up and plants one on him, and Derek says it, it... Derek says it's okay if it's for the benefit of making Franco jealous, and he kisses her. Mm -hmm. Derek and Franco wind up boxing each other at the gym, and Derek knocks him out. Carly takes him back to his 
Carla takes Franco back to his hotel room, even though she wants to take him to the hospital because, you know, concussion. He just had a brain tumor removed. Might be concerning. Might not want to be boxing. She puts ice on his head and they stare at each other. And he says that he wants to kiss her. She gets mad at him and says, well, what about Diane? He actually almost has her convinced that Diane means nothing. And Diane barges in and is like, I need to talk to you now. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Because it's about the art show. Because side note, the art that he had been working on, the art dealer said was not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so he actually had Heather paint stuff. That's because awful the art dealer picture. liked the picture. That egg salad. That's what they were calling it. That didn't look BLT. like egg salad. It was the BLT. was the one that the art dealer saw. Oh, okay. And that's why he commissioned her to paint the rest of them. It was so cute because at the art show, because she went around like flipping all the paintings right like the correct order yeah because they were all hanging vertically and they should have been horizontally because that's how a sandwich is stacked right she was like and the last one you know when only the right tomatoes are ripe or something and max goes caprese <laughs> he's like yeah i got this one but right like there's egg salad there's a ham and cheese or something the reuben you know they were all just lies though it was so weird because an art is interesting yeah. okay but so diane's in on the fact that they're going to be selling Heather's art. Oh, okay. So then Carly leaves and she goes and asks Derek Wells to have lunch. And then on Halloween, Franco showed up to Carly's house dressed as Andy Warhol. And this is when Joss was her corn. Mm-hmm. And it was really cute because Franco's like, oh, like children of the corn. And Joss is like, finally, somebody gets it. Ear of corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cutest 10 seconds of a show. <laughs> and he invites Carly to his art opening but she says that she can't go because it doesn't have a plus one she'll need one for her date Derek Wells yeah Franco tells Carly that Derek wouldn't need an invitation to his own gallery and then outs Derek as Ava's silent partner and he's like ooh looks like your man isn't telling you everything like you thought he was so then Franco tells Carly every second she spends with Derek is wasted because it should be spent with him and she needs to stop playing games they almost kiss again and Joss calls for Carly saying that she needs her. Carly walks in on a conversation with Franco and Diane about his upcoming art show. And that makes Carly think again, that they are actually together. Franco doesn't want to go to his own opening because Carly will be bringing Derek and Diane talks Franco into coming. Franco winds up coming clean that had a rubber painted the work in the gallery and told Carly that he may not be the great artist anymore, but he's going to be the man that she needs him to be. And it was actually a really sweet moment to watch. Heather Weber announced that she is Franco's mom. And, you know, like the whole charade ends. Um, Diane runs off to be with Max because he was kind of keeping his lips sealed about. Right. Yeah. And then Diane tells Carly that in case she couldn't tell, Franco was all hers. So then Carly actually tried to talk to him and he just wound up walking away. And she went to see him in his room and he unloaded about having Heather as a mom is why, in his words... He's crazy. He wonders how much of his craziness, like it's making him question, okay, was it actually the tumor or was it inherited craziness? Right. All his words. If he inherited the crazy gene and they clear the air. Oh, this is also when Heather did say Scotty was his dad. Too. Ew. Yeah. That was a whole Ew. weird thing. 
They clear the air that Carly isn't dating Derek and Diane isn't with Franco and Heather was the woman in the room on his birthday, etc. So like they just get everything out. They seem to be making progress and close to being intimate when Carly gets up and talks about how she wants him, but she can't get past what he did to her kids and she just can't do it. Fair enough. And then this is what I was talking about. But so it doesn't say like why they went for a walk on Pier 52. Oh, okay. But so the both of them are on Pier 52 and she sees Kiki in the water. Kiki had jumped in to rescue Michael who had gone into the water, apparently to get a phone. Wow. So very smart, Michael. And this is something like I didn't go back and I was like, did he really drop a phone and go in? Because I mean, it's not like you drop it in a puddle. Right. Or even, I mean, come on. Yeah, bodies get lost in that water. You're not getting your phone back. Exactly. So then they get Kiki out of the water. And when she says that Michael's under the water, Franco immediately jumps in and gets Michael and saves him. So then Carly goes back and she actually went to return the jacket that he had given to Michael because to keep him warm and everything. And he told him that she did want to take that leap and then they make love. And their song was Kiss Me by Ed Sheeran. And the next morning, Franco asked Carly if in the light of day, she thinks it's all a mistake. And since he's the son of a second rate DA and has a brand new crazy person mother, people will tell her just to dump him. And she says that she knows, but she's never really cared about what people say. And she doesn't waste her time and that she wants to be with him. So then while Carly goes in the shower, there's a knock at the door and it's a floral delivery. And Franco's like, I didn't order those. And I don't know if it was the bellhop or if it was just a delivery guy. He's like, who is it? Who are they from? And if he was expecting a tip, this is something you don't say when you're in customer service. Because it was the way that he said it. He was like, well, you can read the card. No. <laughs> it was, and it was the way that he said it. It wasn't, oh, well, is there a card? Right. You know, I don't know. Is there a card? It was, well, you can read the card. No. No, you don't do that. Anyway, the note reads, dear Carly, stay the heck away. But other words, for my son or else. Hugs, Heather Weber. They're dead roses. Ew. Yeah. So then Carly's like, where did those come from? And Franco said it was a miscommunication. And she's like, you know, I've gotten wrong orders from a florist. She goes, I've never gotten dead flowers. Right. But whatever. And they bond over not knowing their biological dads until later in life and having difficulty establishing a good relationship with them. Because at this time, Scotty had told him he wants nothing to do with him because he was a DA. He didn't want to be a serial killer's dad. Right. And then they spend a lot of time in bed. Heather calls Franco pretending to be someone from PCU asking him to come in for an interview ASAP because he had dropped off an application to be Mm -hmm. an art teacher or professor. And right after he leaves, Heather sneaks into the room and is wielding a butcher knife ready to kill Carly. Franco came back and stopped Heather after he realized that it was Heather who had called him. Because he was just so excited to get the interview that he was just like, wait, let's go. And then he was like, wait, that was Heather. They have words and Franco actually stabbed Heather. And it was not even like a fierce stab. I mean, it was a slow. (laughs) I want you to feel this. Every second. And then thinking that he killed her, he buried her. And it's funny because it was actually the grave that, because I had to look this up. Carlos was digging his own grave. Oh, okay. Remember when Sonny and Jason had him dig yeah, his own yeah, grave? Yeah. But then when he found out that Carlos was Lily's brother. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yep. Well, that's convenient. It was very convenient <laughs> for Franco. He didn't have to dig a grave. And so he just dropped her in and covered her up. Okay. And this is the thing. So I had to go off and find all these extra videos for this part- portion because it only showed Carly going into the shower and Heather taking out the knife. But then it went straight to the next thing. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) something had to have happened. Right. (laughs) While he was burying Heather, Carly was actually setting up a celebration dinner for his interview, like the results of his interview. Mm -hmm. And Sam showed up and freaked out when she realized that Carly was seeing Franco because the bell, the 
employees had just said, oh, she's in room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Sam's like, whose room is this anyway? And she looks over and sees the art easel. And she's like, please don't tell me this is Franco's. And then she lost it. And then Carly asked Lulu to hire Franco on the Haunted Star. And then it just stops. And even in Carly's, so I did look at the Carly 2013 list. Yeah. It stops right after that. So apparently from like December 14th, 2013 to the end of the year, no clue. I guess I could have gone and looked at the New Year's Eve episode just to see. Hmm. But yeah, that's really it for 2013. They finally got together. Yeah, I don't know what happened the rest of 2013 or about New Year's because my 2014 Carly playlist opened up with Ava telling Kiki Happy New Year. So it was relatively, I don't know exactly what the date was, but relatively whatever. Mm -hmm. So Carly asks Michael and Kiki to lunch and they're supposed to have just the regular nice lunch. They walk in to Ava and Carly fighting, which is how I remember Ava saying uh, Happy New Year to Kiki. They sit down for lunch, and that's when Carly tells them that she's dating Franco. Oh, thank goodness, because that's what I was wondering. Yes. I'm like, where's all this stuff <clears throat> with Carly like yes. interacting with other people, saying stay away from him? Because, I mean, that was a long time that nobody else... Right, so Michael asks her how okay. long this has been going on, and she said it started at the art show. And he said that was weeks ago, but from what you just said, that was actually months ago. It had been, it was like November-ish. I would have said months at that point. Because it was after Halloween. Okay. I guess, however you look at it. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, like, weeks to me is, oh, we're going on week two. No, they were on two months at that point. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, so... No, I'm just thinking, because there's Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Eve there, like, it feels so much longer than... Maybe that's what it... If it was August and it had started in June, right? would you be thinking the same thing? Maybe not. Is the perspective fun? (laughs) It is. So before they even can really get into the conversation, Franco walks up and he's a couple minutes early for lunch. And Michael's just like, nope, I can't do this. I do not like him. You know better. Jason would tell you that this is a bad idea. And she's like, okay, but Jason's not here, blah, blah, blah. And Kiki's trying to be nice because she still likes Franco. So she's mm-hmm. like, he just saved your life, which I didn't know what they were talking about, but pulled out of Ta-da! the water. So thank you. Well, it's funny because Sam said the same exact thing about Jason would be so mad at you. And she's like, Jason would tell me that this is a bad idea. But at the same time, he knows. Yes. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, that's true. He wouldn't be happy about it. But yeah. Okay. So yeah. So, so Michael storms off and Carly says she needs to go talk to Michael. And Franco's very nice. He's like, you know, if this is too much for your family, I get it, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, like, she doesn't say I love you yet, but, you know, we're great. And she gives him a kiss and she gets in the elevator. And as the elevator doors are closing, you see Heather lurking in the corner Mm. in a trench coat and a jacket. So she goes to Sunny's. Surprise, Heather's not dead. We actually do learn that. (laughs) We learn that before because her hand sticks out of the. Oh, out of the grave. So, okay. But. That wasn't, it was something I had to read, not something that was even shown in my stuff. So sorry. Okay. Well, if you didn't know, you know now because she's in the elevator. Okay. So Sunny goes, or Carly goes to Sunny's restaurant thinking that that's where Michael went so that she can continue that conversation. Mm -hmm. Heather follows her there and here's um, her telling, Carly telling Sunny about the fact that she's with Franco and he says the same thing. This is a bad idea. How can you be so dumb? What about all the stuff that 
he did to Jason and Sam and blah, 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 blah. And she gives the same thing. And he's changed the tumor, whatever. And he says to her, are you prepared to lose Michael over this because of all the stuff that happened to Michael in jail? So she comes out of the restaurant. She's upset. And Heather Weber is there. And he she abducts her and takes her back to her house. They hang out at her house for a while. And you don't really know why, like what the whole plan is. So that's where I got lost. So she's kidnapping Carly because in her eyes, Carly is replacing the relationship that Franco should have with her, which is weird, but again, crazy person. So she takes her to her house. Then she takes her to the boathouse. And that's where we see AJ drinking again. Okay. Out the boathouse. And so he's so close to finding her, but he doesn't. Yeah. And then finally Luke finds her, the hitman that you have never seen before, walk in and knock Luke out and take him we don't know where. And so then they move Carly to the Windermere stables. And that's whenever all the kids are still little. Mm-hmm. And they come in because they're going to have a fight over who's the strongest boy to win Emma. <gasps> Yes, that's when they have their duel. That's when Cameron and Spencer have their duel. And Heather's there, and she tells them they have to go away because there's a chupacabra in there. <gasps> and I'm like, why? That storyline should have connected somewhere better. And I remember that because we've had somewhat of a conversation of this. Yeah. But hearing them say that, I don't understand how those storylines didn't connect. And whenever Heather's talking to Carly, she asks her if she likes the stables better because they're like trashy, like her trailer park that she grew up in, blah, blah, blah. So again, again that flashback the, yeah. that we did shouldn't have been in a nice whatever, which Kinda. I know has nothing to do with nothing, but watching it, it made me angry about it all over again. So the kids find, they don't find Carly, but they find them. So then she has to move Carly to the catacombs where she explains her love of BLTs, if you'd like to know. Please. Okay. So Side Car- one, one Yes, because she keeps bringing Carly food, but every time that she brings her food, it's a BLT. Mm-hmm. And she says it with that same creepy excitement of the BLT. So Carly finally says to her, can you please tell me why you love this so much? And she says, she'd be happy to. It's a connection to her dad. Her dad was a traveling salesman. Mm. And every time that he came home, he would tell her that he missed her and he made a statement Like, is it possible for a person to be your home instead of your home to be your home? And then he would make her a BLT. And then eventually he stopped coming back so often. And then eventually he didn't come back at all. And her mom was like, yeah, I guess his home is with someone else now. (laughs) So maybe she's a little cray because of she's got some mommy issues. Gives you a a little bit of sympathy for Heather. Anyway, that was where I got lost because I watched way like every episode of how that all went down. The reason that she's moving Carly is because she staged this whole plan where she took the knife that Carly didn't know that Franco had stopped Heather from killing her Mm -hmm. in the shower. So she took that same knife and stabbed Carly and then planted it along with a letter that she wrote at Carly's house, which is why they hung out at Carly's house for a couple of days before okay. they moved to the boat house and made it look like Carly finally was going to break up with Franco. So Franco turned around and killed her because he didn't want her to leave. I didn't. Cause again, that wasn't Carly Franco storyline. Right. So I only watched the Carly side of it. Hearing Franco talk, you know, they obviously thought that he had did it and all of her kids were against her. Kiki stayed by him and mm-hmm. said, no, he didn't blah, blah, blah. But I didn't watch all of that. Franco ends up working with the police and figuring out that Heather was the one that took Carly and rescues her. He got shot for her 
And so there's all these scenes of them in the hospital together, and she's like snuggled up with him, and he tells her that he loves her, and she says that they she really likes are him. cute. Like they are the two actors mm, are they are beautiful together. Yes, there was a funny part in there where this is the same time frame of AJ getting shot, which again side storyline I was trying not to get pulled yep. into. But Liz was outside of AJ's room, and mm-hmm. Carly's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I know you guys had just started dating again, blah, blah, blah. And Liz gives Carly crap about being with Franco. And I was like, oh, that's funny. You know, because there was something, something happened with AJ during mine, too. But it was just, actually, I think it was when she was waiting for his tumor to be taken out. Okay. And she said something mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, it's just like AJ. He hurt Michael again, something like that. And I didn't look up to see, okay, had Liz started dating? Because that's who she was talking to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, have they actually started dating again or what? So what did Liz say to Carly about dating Franco? Well, Carly made some nasty comment. Like, I'm concerned about you because I know that you care about AJ. But at the same time, like, why do you care about AJ? And she said, well, it's basically the same thing as how do you feel when people ask you about Franco? And she just caught this look like, yeah, okay, I can't really go there. But it was kind of funny. And now she is with Franco herself. So with the whole AJ storyline, they're trying to figure out what went down. Franco overhears the fact that Sonny has said that he killed AJ to Carly. So now this is this big secret that he has Mm -hmm. and he's holding it over Sonny's head. He's with Carly. And so back and forth, back and forth. Then he decides that, oh, Carlos is taking the fall for it because of Ava. And they can't figure out why Carlos would take the fall for Ava. Because he was working for Julian. Right. But they didn't understand because he confessed to killing. Carlos confessed to killing AJ. And then it turned out that Ava had threatened Sabrina and blah, 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 side story. Franco was nice and spray painted all over the hotel room. And so Sunny, or so Olivia and Carly walked in and were like, what the heck? You just, you know, vandalized our room, blah, blah, blah. And he turns to her and he's like, I did this for you because now Olivia is going to send me to jail and I can talk to Carlos and figure out what the heck really happened. And she's like, oh, you're so wonderful and kisses him and whatever. (laughs) Right? Like, who even thinks like that? But it... It, it worked. So he talked to Carlos and Carlos just kept saying about Ava. This is when he said Ava had blackmailed him because of Sabrina and blah, blah, blah. So they need to figure out. Oh, they're in the police station and they overhear Anna talking about Carlos and all this stuff. And then Anna asks them if they know where AJ's cell phone is. And they're like, no, why? And she says, well, we need to see, you know, if there's any information on that or whatever, because AJ's died at this point, obviously, whatever. Carly says, well, what about the Find My Phone app? And she says, yeah, I tried that. I don't know the password. Well, Franco knew the password because whenever he was in with all the quarter main stuff, he had memorized <gasps> all of their crap for the takeover. And so he was like, oh, oh it's, the password's Pickle Lila if you want to get in to find the... <laughs> well, and that's how Franco came, because that was when he first came back. He poisoned the Pickle Lila. Oh, okay. Do you remember See? that? I, like, when everyone totally got sick on the chew? That. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Full <clears throat> circle. Yes. So... Anna looks it up and sees that it says it's the hospital, but conveniently she's too busy to go right now. So Franco and Carly run off to the hospital, get the phone from Felix. They listen and there is a recording of AJ at Ava's, but it's all like crumpled up. You can't understand it. So they fly to go see Spinelli. And while they're doing on the flight there, they join the Mile High Club together. 
which is like just funny scenes because he says to her, hey, have you ever done this? And she's like, no, well, well not on a commercial flight. Like, sure, I've looked up on private jets. Well, Jack not... does have his private jet. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. And so he, sne- he says, I'll go first and then you meet me. But he goes back and she gets up and the flight attendant totally knows what's going on and makes her sit back down. So he comes out and is like, I was back there for 20 minutes. You didn't join me, whatever. And she says, well, okay, we'll see if it's easy for you. I'll go ahead and go. And so she goes and some other guy gets up, excuse me, some other guy gets up and goes back and catches her like waiting in the bathroom for Franco. And then finally they just say screw it and they go back together and mile high club. So they get to Portland and get to Spinelli's house and Spinelli says the same thing. Jason would turn over in his grave. What are you doing with him? And they decode, Spinelli decodes the um, phone and finds out that AJ was at Ava's because Ava was the one that killed Connie. And so Sonny shouldn't have shot AJ, blah, blah, blah. All that side storyline, but it plays into there's a connection between Sonny and Carly consistently now because Mm -hmm. they have to hide this information and protect Michael and blah, blah, blah. Right. They get back from all of that and she asks Franco to move in with her. And those are some really cute scenes. With Jocelyn, I understand they needed to change the actress because they were trying to age up. Right. But Jocelyn, she was, and she played that part really good. So she calls Franco. She had been with Jax for like all of this starting up. So then she came back and Carly says, you know, I talked to you. And she was like, we didn't have a conversation. You talked and I just had to listen. I'm not okay with this. He's a psycho and she kicks him in the shin and like runs around the room. Oh my. And Carly's like, where did you learn the word psycho? And she's like, daddy said it whenever he was talking about (laughs) Franco. And she's like, your dad called him a psycho to you. And she's like, no, I overheard him talking, but whatever, you know? And so there's just this back and forth. And he actually says, Jocelyn, I thought we could be friends. Don't you remember last year at Halloween? I was the only one that got your costume. And she was like, yeah, well, that was before I knew that you were a psycho and I don't want to be around you. So funny. bunch of, yes, funny stuff with like normal kid stuff. If you just move sure. some guy in, there's an adjustment period. So it was cute. And typically if you bring around a known serial killer, you know, your kids are going to react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morgan shows up and Carly says, I'm so glad that you're okay with this. And he basically says, I don't care what you do because I'm moving out. This is right whenever he's finding out that Sonny hooked up with Ava and all that side <sighs> story in line also. Okay. Oh, another cute just of them living together. At one point, Carly goes off to see Sonny. The first day that Frank is living there, which is ridiculous, but she goes off to see Sonny. So he's left with Jocelyn. And I guess Kiki stops by. I don't know if it showed that. It wasn't in my playlist, but she brought her, brought Jocelyn a, uh, frozen sticker book okay and so carla comes home and sends her up to bed and franco's on the floor playing with the frozen they don't use the word frozen but playing with the frozen stickers putting them on the coffee table and so carly comes down and is like what are you doing and he's like i'm not really sure what this ice princess is trying to let go of as he puts the sticker on and carly's like i would be careful how you use the word ice princess in this town <laughs> Like, that's so funny. That is funny. Yes. So I like Well, especially since it's ABC and we always see them having ties into Disney. Right. So it's exactly for them to not say what's Elsa trying to let go. Yes. That's cute. So exactly. that was super in touch. Yes. I, I just loved like they had a good sense of humor with each mm-hmm. other and whatever. Oh, another funny thing, Jocelyn again is not liking him, so she put shaving cream on his hand and then tickled his nose with a feather and he smacked it on his face. So I liked that they were trying to show if the marriage would have worked out, there would have been right. a relationship that could have been going yeah. there. So Sonny and Carly keep ending up together because of all of the 
AJ stuff, blah, blah, blah. Franco keeps getting jealous and asking questions. And the whole time Carly's like, no, I just have to be there for him because of Michael. And, you know, we have this bond and blah, blah, blah. And whatever. There was a cute scene. Oh, in between all of that, Franco says he needs to go get a job because he'd been unemployed for all these months. Mm-hmm. So finally he gets the job at the hospital as an art therapist, whatever. And so Carly goes to visit him on his day at work and the doors to the art room are shut. And so she walks up and all she hears is him talking to this woman. And he's like, yes, just like that. A little bit faster. Yeah. Harder. Go ahead. You're about there. Blah, blah, blah. And the whole time this woman's like, ah, and you're like, oh my gosh. And so she walks in expecting a grown up scene. And it's this woman painting, like trying to push through the pain and like splatter the paint and blah, blah, blah. But it was cute to see her jealous because she does not. Oh, she got super jealous yes. a lot during with the Diane stuff with the thinking that Heather well thinking that another woman was in the room when it was really Heather mm-hmm. super so super jealous. I like that whenever they're cute together like that and then she's also jealous of Nina this is where we meet Nina which I don't think I realized that that was all that same I didn't realize that friend. he was hired by the hospital when he was with her for mm-hmm. whatever reason I just always assumed it was Liz yeah. Like that's where my mind goes. Right. Is I just always think about. No, it was Obrecht that gave him the job. And there's a conversation in there where he talks about how he thinks that Obrecht is fine and she's super nice. And Carly's like, well, maybe people think she's crazy because she stole my cousin's embryos, gave one to her daughter and kept the other one as an insurance policy. And you're like, maybe. Oh, yeah, that did happen. I forgot about that. So he starts this friendship with Nina because she's at the hospital and he knows her secrets about the fact that she could she walk, walk beforehand and, and whatever. And so they become friends and Nina sees Carly and Sonny kiss and then goes back to him and is like, hey, not sure what's going on with your girl, but Uh-oh. I happen to see this. And so he talks to her about it and she, it was a one time thing. I pushed him away and she did push him away that time, but then they continue seeing each other and they end up hooking up one day at her house whenever he's. I don't know, I guess he's working overnight, which doesn't really make sense to me that an art, an art therapist, therapist works work overnight. overnight. But she says to Sonny, no one will be home for the night. We have the whole house to ourselves. Okay. So they hook up in the morning. He comes home. Sonny's still there. So Sonny's sneaking out. And then Bobby's there, too. And Bobby covers for everything. And is like, yeah, I was eating pizza with her and drinking wine and blah, blah, blah. <gasps> I remember this. Yes, because <laughs> there was two wine glasses. Yes. Yep. And then somewhere along the line, she got called away for a bit because she was going to have dinner with Scott because this is when her and Scott were just Mm -hmm. getting back together. Oh, side note on that one. Mm -hmm. So her daughter almost married her boyfriend's son. So gross. Like her on and off again. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. I thought about that so many times as I was doing this and I'm like, oh man. Yes. Yeah. So weird. I I mean, it's so, they can do anything, but so weird. So anyway, Bobby covers for Carly and says, yeah, it was her, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, Franco talks to Scott and is like, oh, so how was your nightcap? And he's like, what are you talking about? It wasn't a nightcap. We had dinner plans. Like, this, I called her and whatever. But yeah, we met for dinner. And Franco's like, yeah, yeah, those stories aren't matching up. And Scott tries to be nice and is like, well, maybe Bobby just didn't want to admit that she had two dinners. Like, what woman's going to be like, yeah, I ate pizza and I'm going out to dinner with you, blah, blah, blah. Right. And whatever. But Franco, Franco can feel that there's something going on. Again, Carly and Sunny all over the place seeing each other because of all this AJ storyline. So Kiki goes to talk to Sunny. This is when Sunny was in Kate's office mm-hmm. for the Corinthos coffee stuff. So she goes to the office to talk to him and overhears 
Sunny and Carly talking about the fact that they hooked up. Mm. Oh, this was also the time that Lulu and Maxie were missing because of all that stuff we talked about before with Levi had kidnapped them and whatever and okay. blah, blah, blah. And so Sunny and Carly see each other at Dante's apartment to watch Rocco and they have some fun times there and they see each other at Michael's apartment and Michael leaves and they have some fun times there. So like this was going on a lot. Quite it a wasn't few. just a one time. Oops. Exactly. Still not okay. Right, right. One time's not okay, but one time, okay. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It was just happening too much to say. I didn't realize what I was doing. Franco's birthday rolls around, and Kiki tells him. He, like, comes to her and is like, look, I can tell you know something. Just I just want to know. And so she tells him, yeah, I heard them say that they hooked up. So they have a birthday dinner with Kiki and Michael, Bobby and Scott, and then Franco and Carly. And she proposes a toast to him. He's so wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, has a return toast to her where he gets totally off topic talking about how much Michael hates him and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, focus. I thought you were doing a toast. And he's like, okay, the point of all of it is you've made my life so wonderful. I can't not be with you. Will you marry me? And Kiki's like, what the heck? I just told you that she was looking out with somebody else. Why are you proposing? And he, nope, that's what he wants to do. Whatever. Oh, so then after that, she goes to, this is when she goes to Michael's apartment and Sonny's there and she's telling Sonny that she's engaged to Franco and they hook up twice, <laughs> right? At the birthday dinner, which was September 13th. Thank you. Um, he says, when do you want to set a date for? And she's like talking about in the spring and blah, blah, blah. And he says, well, what about next month? And she says, Halloween, that's way too like, who gets married on Halloween? And that's way too close. And then he reminisces all about last year, whenever mm-hmm. they, and it flashed back to her and her little cat costume mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And so the next couple episodes are basically them planning the wedding and her talking about the wedding. Maxie was planning it. So she had picked out a dress for Jocelyn and Jocelyn comes down dressed in the ear of corn again. And Carly so that's says, the third year. Mm-hmm. And Carly says, um, I thought I made it clear I didn't want people in costume. I don't want my wedding to look like let's make a deal. <laughs> Which was really cute. That's cute. So in the meantime, Franco didn't give her a ring. I don't know if he ever got around to giving her a ring. I don't think I ever saw that. But he gave her a necklace that mm-hmm. would look like an eye. And it turns out that there was, was a camera. camera. Okay. And so he goes to Heather and says to Heather, oh, you were actually right. Look, and shows her footage that he is now taped of her hooking up with Sunny mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. I again I didn't like watch every episode, but that whole month was basically them planning the wedding and then Carly going and hooking up with Sunny even though she wasn't supposed to. Olivia at one point had a vision because she was still having her LSD visions of um Heather showing up with a knife and she was like, you know, blah 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 and they just dismissed it like they did all of her visions. Oh, this is when Jake came too, which I didn't realize that Nina and Jake were in the hospital at the same time. Okay. Carly walks into the art plate art art room to talk to Franco and Jake's sitting there and she instantly like opens up to him and has this whole conversation. Right. I didn't watch the whole thing just because I was trying to get through it all. But there's like a connection there that they can't mm-hmm. figure out why she's so comfortable with him. And then it's revealed that Franco changed the venue for the wedding to now the Haunted Star. And Carly talks about, you know, that was crazy. And he says that's the way that he needs it all set up and whatever. Oh, in the middle of all of that, I forgot. I'm sorry. Jocelyn is friends with Spencer. 
And Spencer has run away from home, I'm assuming something to do with Nicholas and Britt, but again, did not follow that storyline. So he hides out at their yes. house. Yes. And, you know, Carly missed obvious signs like Jocelyn walking upstairs to her bedroom with two different bowls of cereal, but somehow that wasn't ever brought up like she should have noticed that. But Franco knew that he was staying there, and the reason that he didn't rat them out was because Spencer overheard Franco trying to figure out how to get into Carly's computer to get the recording mm. of AJ and Ava and whatever. Yeah. So Carly finds that out on the day of the wedding because Spencer says to her, well, I wasn't, or he wasn't the only one that knew that I was there or whatever, talking about Jocelyn and everything. And she's like, what do you mean? And so then that all spills out and everything. So then it goes into the wedding and I did not watch all of that either just because I remembered it and like to get the gist of it. But the video came out of Sunny or the recording of Sunny saying that he killed AJ and then the video footage of them hooking up in Michael's apartment. And so she's standing there screaming at him. How can you do this? Blah, blah, blah. You lied to me. And he's like, okay, (laughs) you lied to me because you hooked up with your ex-husband and he gave her a ton of chances to say. Right. He asked her on his birthday after they got engaged, there's nothing else you want to tell me. He asked her one day in bed, like, are you sure? Oh, the morning of his birthday, he was making a wish or whatever. And she asked him what he wished for. And he was like, that I would never have accused you of hooking up with Sunny because that wasn't fair, blah, blah, blah. Like, he played all the guilt cards. Mm. She had plenty of time to come clean. And she, so that was where their relationship. Yeah. They never got back together. Their relationship went boom. So yeah, they never got back together. When she left the wedding, Heather found her on the pier and it moves forward to a plan that he had with Heather and they get locked in a room and it didn't finish all that either because their relationship was over at that point. And right. the and purpose I, of today was their relationship. Yes. I feel like when we talk about Heather, we'll get into that, all will, that crazy. Heather we'll is going to take four. <laughs> it is, her. but it'll be so good. She's so fun to watch though. I know she's crazy, but she's so fun to watch, which is how I got lost yeah. in the beginning of all this. But it was their relationship. If she wouldn't have cheated on Sunny, their relationship may have or cheated with Sunny. Right. Their relationship may have actually lasted. He really did love her. And she, I think, loved him too. Just she and Sunny connected over that thing, you know, that <laughs> over the fact that you killed my other my other baby daddy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, it's it is so planned, and I know that that's how it happens. But again, in my mind, when you think about it, and it's they like never, they never even insinuate that they were ever together right like it's like it never happened now exactly so yeah no one ever brings up Mm -mm. nope no and that age difference feels weird also that he can be with carly and then be with liz because i feel like there's a substantial difference between liz i think liz is 40 so it's only like five years is it right yeah i don't want liz to be 40 she was 16 the other day I think that we, <laughs> I think we struggle with it though because we were Liz's age, right? And Carly was an adult, even though she wasn't. That's true. That's true. She wasn't right. Really, she really was, an adult. Yeah, but she was an adult. Yep. When she came on, you're right. So, all right, I will take that answer. It just felt weird seeing it, but yeah, I. If you say to me, Carly and Franco were together. In my mind, I'm like, ooh, that's gross, because I think of bad Franco or Franco with Liz now, there is no in-between. But seeing this, the way he talks about it, she was the first person to show him love Mm -hmm. and all of that. She does say the only reason she was with him was because of Jason and that it was ridiculous that he had. it It was ridiculous that he had to use Michael to break her heart because he couldn't actually break her heart because she didn't love him enough. 
That was her rebuttal to all of the wedding stuff. But go back and watch it because it's good. It's good footage. And you're going to find out what BS that whole <laughs> line is because, no, she was very... She had definite goo eyes for him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I guess that's all about Carly and Franco. So join us on Monday when we talk about this week's episodes. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.